to humans. Not saying I would fuck a monkey. I think she just said she's gonna <laughs> no, fuck a monkey. Absolutely not. I'm just saying. The look in your eye <laughs> was animalistic. In defense of Miss Goodall, Korea, is a, ro- Korea <laughs> is a wild place. Hey, whoa! You know, we're just a little expressive sometimes, and well, because we're not emotionally expressive. So, so you 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 aren't allowed at many zoos, I'm guessing. <laughs> That was taking out of context. I was trying to empathize with Miss Crazy Miss Jane Goodall. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, what part were you trying to empathize with? The fact that you were criticizing her for her close relationship with her client. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into another episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means those steps it takes for your plan to be good and laughable. Today we are talking about the best of the worst. It's how we usually end our series. Today, uh, what is it, villains who don't really live up to what they're trying to do? Yeah. Why were they a villain? Right. Who gave them the qualifications? Is it kind of like if I say I'm a baker long enough, then maybe I'll be good at making bread? I don't know. Who knows? Mm. As always, I'm your host, Daniel Rojas, joined by... Kills for Show, a.k.a. The Blackest Ice King. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shout out to my girl, Gunther. <laughs> Gunther is not a girl. Mine is. Jeez. Can anybody Jeez. tell me Jesus. where Greta went? Did she get kidnapped? Hmm? Don't do that to her. Don't she's her. just trying to be a planeteer. Don't she, do that. She, hey, hey, don't she's working that. in the shadows. She don't might be the that. villain we need. Yes. <gasps> Sometimes, to save the day, you must destroy it first. Ozymandias. It's true that. <laughs> uh, the voice you heard asking about Greta Thunberg is Michelle with no intro. Oh, you had an intro last week. I did. I, did. I lived up. To, I said this month I would have at least one nickname. Mm. Okay, yeah, one we'll AKA. take it. Yeah. yeah. So today, best of the worst. Uh, it's always nice to get together with you all. You know, at the end of these series because it's a little looser. We've had a little more to drink. We're naked, yes, but we're not afraid. We're not afraid. Oh, he didn't deny afraid. being naked this time. I know. He's letting his freak flag fly. Don't talk about my flags. Ah, well, it's the pole that's most important. Yo, not speaking of poles, <laughs> down in the valley. Well, that's not on this show. Uh, <laughs> but guess who is? Hey, Uncle, Uncle Clifford. Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. <laughs> Some days I wonder why I wake up and come here and do this. Because out of necessity. That's it. No, yeah. that's definitely it. Okay. Uh, so who are some of the characters you're talking about today, Michelle? Plants. Oh, now, now, can you get into a little bit more about that? Or are we talking, like, feed me Seymour? We talking, no, he's mm-hmm. actually scarier than the plants from it's The Happening. It's a she. Is she. it? Yeah. yeah. She. Yeah, you're Yo, right. she yeah. was a man-eater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Named Audrey. Audrey, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, shit, it was. Yeah. Damn, I need to rewatch that movie. It's, like, my so, third favorite musical, but... They're gonna remake it. You got Which time. was a lot scarier oh, yeah. than The Plants from The Happening. So I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> okay. Good God. Eco-friendly film, I guess. Well, um, well, Mark Wahlberg was in it, so there was still a level of, t- level of toxicity. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so you gotta be a scientist in that, and an inventor in Transformers, and keep the Boston. I don't think he was even a scientist. A... He was like a, 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 a elementary school teacher. Oh yeah, he was like a math teacher or some shit. Yeah. Well, he had a degree. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And then um, supposedly. Deadpool, in quotations, from Wolverine Origins. I think that one, yeah, we can just call Wade. Or, um, yeah. what, what, what was he? Project, uh, or Weapon Project 11. Weapon yeah, 11. Weapon yeah. 11, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. really Deadpool. And yeah. very disappointing when we all first saw it. Work with a yes. mouth without a mouth. Exactly. How do you take away the mouth of the most? Just like in the Inhuman series, mouth. it's about people having powers, and it took all the powers from every Inhuman. Yeah. That's because ABC realized really early on that uh, we don't have the funding to, you know, show yeah. this every week. Yeah, so Kevin Feige said, fuck y'all. Down your own hill. What about you, Kelsey? Who are some of the people you're talking about? Um, of course, like I mentioned before, the greatest comic book villain of all time on screen, the boy Galactus. Um, also in that same franchise, the perfect um, adaptation of Doctor Doom as well. And then we don't talk about the mar- marvelous and the most uncanny of all the X Men in the films, none other than Mystique. So, yeah. Okay, so just to clarify, yeah, that was the joke. Oh, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, okay. Film versions, yes, I am on the same page. Film versions, yes. Okay, so today I'm talking about, one, Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life, because fuck that cripple. Two, sorry, that came across much harder than I wanted it to. Let's try that again. I know, is it his fault he's crippled? Probably, you you get so evil that your spine gives out, and suddenly you're crotchety. (laughs) Stairs are his worst enemy. Well, no, it's black people. Oh, that's black people. Oh, that's everybody's. Pain makes you grumpy, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for that T pain, it just made you fall in love with a stripper. There it is. Uh, I'm also going to be At talking about uh, Megamind from Megamind, who was 
kind of a shit villain. Yeah. And then my personal favorite, God from the most recent Left Behind movie. Because how are you going to have a movie where you're supposed to be saved from an antichrist and you don't introduce the villain, so in the whole movie, the bad guy is God? I think it's fucking fantastic. I think so, too. I, I, I think that was the point, though. Was it? Have you read the series? Tim Well, I thought the series was, like, supposed to make you, like, all religious. I, yeah, I don't no. know. Yeah. You're supposed to realize that the world is shit unless you have a loving Heavenly Father ready to come and hold you and say, You did this to yourself. Now you need me. Hey, that's totally the opposite of Linkin Park's in the end. It is. What is it that sets these villains apart from top tier to whatever fucking bottom level they are? Mm. Well, for me, um, if you've seen The Happening, and the thing is, I think we're all mixed here. We've had well, conversations. Well, yeah, my mom is Native American, my dad is Spanish. Shut the uh, fuck up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in order to be purple, you need the red and the blue. Mixed opinions. There it is. There you are. Yeah. See, you can't have, give us no wiggle room. Who knows what yeah. fluids are in me right now? So, hopefully you. I love M. Night Shyamalan, but The Happening was kind of one of my, the biggest disappointments for me, because it took me a minute to realize that they're saying, the plants have now made you want to commit suicide. (laughs) What? I mean, normally for me, it's looking at a plant and saying, oh, you you don't have to pay bills. Yeah. I do. Now I want to fucking die. Yeah. It's Mm. like they wanted to cleanse earth, so they released a chemical, and you see people jumping off the building, and... What was it? Like, if the wind came and you saw the stillness, you knew to get out of the way or some shit like that. But it was terrible. It was terrible. Like I said, Audrey was scarier in Little Shop of Horrors. Audrey, too. And not that that, that, that is not a, uh, you know, a mention of our friend, Audrey. Where yeah. Shadow Audrey, whatever. Because it was, I think it was doing, Audrey Jr. in the actual musical on Broadway. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, the film with Rick Moranis was fantastic. He's, and Gina and Pam. And Feed Me Seymour. Feed Me Seymour. Yeah. That was dope. Um, But the thing, too, about it happening is what M. Night tries to do with a lot of the films is take that little bit of reality because plants can change and adapt and affect the ecosystem yeah. just naturally. But he takes that and goes to his, the, his um, more realistic um, extreme, I guess you could say. Like, just like in um, um, The Visit, they, he took Sundown and, and, take it, and made it go to a whole different level. Yeah. So it's but he like, did a perfect job with that one. Yeah. And... It, and just like in Split, because you took the whole thing with split personalities and how one remembers something else, then some say the one personality be a right-handed when the main one is left, but then he took it in that movie. But what if you go further and you're able mm-hmm. to access that that part of your genetics that ties into animals, what if you can access that in a personality and now you have the strength yeah. of... The proportional strength of a monkey. Right, but that is and so the, the ridiculous and outlandish. Yeah, the outlandish. thing is, like, with M. Night... Yeah, he, just like the plants coming in life and yeah, grouping together to take out people. he says <laughs> that he's very influenced by his dreams. He says he usually has these dreams, and that's what helps him write, and all of that, which is totally respectable. I mean, I have some crazy-ass dreams when I actually do sleep, which is very rare. Mm. Um, but... Is that because you're a vampire? No, yes. no, it, okay. it's, it's definitely... It's yes. definitely because of Suck the trauma us. of seeing, you know, some of the things you've seen. <laughs> but at what point in the dream where you were like, oh, I died in that plant, just released this toxin. And I want to know what your dream was that led to this film. I mean, it and might have just been, maybe he was the plant. He wasn't Wahlberg. He was the one who went to kill Wahlberg. Mm. Kelsey and I have had this conversation so many times. his issue is with Wahlberg. His issue is with Wahlberg. But have you ever heard Wahlberg speak? Not Zoe Deschanel, because she seems safe. Uh, question, if Zoe's the new girl, who's the old girl? Christine. There it is. And her new um, adventures. <laughs> no, like, nice. Um, ice. Mm, Baby. Ice. You got it. <laughs> I, I, I want to die. <laughs> every Dude. time I come here and do mm. this. Mm. <laughs> You're right. It's just every day. Uh, so, Kelsey and I talk about this all the time, and dreams are a great motivator for stories. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. But you and I have talked about the one, you know, the one where you see the dream where you see the planes overhead and you know everything is so sickly silent. Yeah. That everything, that, that everything you know, the world you know is coming to an end. Yes. That's the Left cool. Behind series. Yeah. What the it? fuck <laughs> is it where you see plants killing people and go, you know what? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Take it to kill tomatoes. And you know what? It's okay if he's influenced by dreams. We all have dreams, but we don't need to make every single one of those a film. Because I know, there's yeah. been some where I'm like, 
That's definitely no. The village garbage. Hey, Devil. Whoa, butt cheeks. This, this is what we disagree on. Village was amazing. Butt it was, cheeks. It was how weak people. Pussy were ass that people. They for it. Pussy ass people. Oh, um, that thing's happening. Let's take everybody this. out of yeah, reality. Yeah, you, you and the 12 other people that like this nah. movie, you can all go meet yeah. online. And no one yeah, we're going to start a cult, okay? The With village. 12 people? Yeah, and it's I'm going to get cult. my little... That's a soccer team. Thank you. Okay, well, no. Whatever it is. And it's not we'll going to be a winning one if you don't have no brown people on it. We shall FYI. be successful. Because you know not a single brown person likes the village. Mm, Yeah. Maybe, maybe the weird ones. You don't even like oh. band? No. What? The village people? Yeah. That's different. Oh, yeah. They taught me how to go down to the He wife. is the, he is oh the village God. people. <laughs> oh, my God. He is the village people. Just you, clicked? <laughs> you tell your friends that you do everything and anything. And by the way, for all our listeners out there who want to know more about that everything and anything, go ahead and hit me up and uh, we'll see what happens. But there shall be very little the, that is off limits. The, pla- the plants are awful, <clears throat> undoubtedly. Your moral scope is a little off. My moral scope is more like scope the mouthwash. It cleans it out and makes it taste great. Mm. Yeah. Kelsey, tell me something about your villains. What, <laughs> what what separates them from what could be a real villain to what makes them the schmucks of the world? Um, I was to say they had um, a lot of hype to live up to. Their reputation definitely did precede them. And I thought Mystique was phenomenal in films. Ah, somebody did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. But it's like, no, like... <laughs> We all have these ideals of these characters in their head, especially when it comes to comic book movies. Yeah. Read them, and we know the feats that they accomplished and all the great stories they've been a part of. So when you have, like, Galactus, for example, in the Fantastic Four film, Rise of the mm-hmm. Silver Surfer, we know what he should sound like. We know his presence, and we know what he looks like, most importantly. Oh, my God, and the fact so that many it, emotions happening. Yeah, and the fact that they turn into a cloud... And the cloud didn't even talk. That would have been cool if it was a sentient cloud. There was one... Like in Star Trek. There was one part of the scene, maybe three or four frames, where you see the cloud look like his head. Yes. That's all we got And then it turned back into Parallax from goddamn Green Lantern movie. We didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about that. Well, (laughs) because the real real villain of that film were the creators. The directors, yeah. yeah, Definitely. But I'm like... (laughs) So yeah, you had Galactus, and he wasn't the character he was supposed to be, and he wasn't a villain. He was just there. The Silver Surfer did all the talking for Galactus and said these things, but don't have somebody say it, show it. It's a visual medium. And far as Doctor Doom, he just wasn't Doom. He wasn't menacing. He was just a snarky, rich white dude. Are we talking about Doctor Doom from the the, the first two movies of the Correct. first series, the original Fantastic Four? The guy Four from Nip Tuck. And even name? yes, his name was Nicholas Tuckman. Get the fuck out! Of and just like Doctor <laughs> Doom in the Fantastic Four stick movie as well. He's a hot Australian, all right? Hot Australian. Oh, we shouldn't say hot and Australian in the same sentence right now, yeah, should we? Yeah, hot. That's pretty hot over there right now. I know. <laughs> it's closer to hill. Yeah. It's oh, at the bottom of the map. See, you can't say that, and then I laugh hard at that. I, I, mean, oh. I mean, it's kind of a Beverly Hills situation, if I'm Cop? not mistaken. Or 90210. No, too hot to trot, because it's all on fire. Or Beverly Hills Ninja. The world is on fire. How about yours? <laughs> we didn't start a fire. No. <laughs> this girl is on fire. Ah, Little Wayne Fireman. Tiny Firestarter Prodigy. Nope. <laughs> okay. Anyway, coming back to <laughs> but this. But like I said, <laughs> Dr. Doom wasn't Doom. Like, it was a poor caricature of what the character should have been. Yeah. And Dr. Doom is just one of those people. Like, when you when he comes on screen, Gross. you're supposed to know shit is about to go down. Like, that oh, intimidation shit. intimidation factor exactly. hit 100. Well, you ain't about to fuck with Doom. It's the moment when someone walks into a, a room and commands the, the attention of everyone. The presence changes. The atmosphere, you know, is slightly affected because you, you know you something had, is wrong. You two had more of an effect um, watching New Mutants last night and seeing just a button on a shirt more of an effect than yes. Doctor Doom coming on exactly. the screen. And that's totality a lot. in yeah. a movie. Exactly, because when Doom walks into a place or you see on the screen, it should be like in the beginning of Blade. When they pan up and everybody's like, oh, shit, it's Blade. I heard about this movie. When Doom pops up, it's like, oh, god damn. When We're Doom, in yeah. trouble. When yeah. Doom pops up, you're not going to say anything unless you're the guy from the first Die Hard movie who's trying to be like, booby, baby, got you, and trying to make a deal, because that guy's going to die. Of course he's gonna die. Hans Gruber is terrifying, but you know who's even more inter- terrifying by like a uh, um, multiple of let's say twelve, Victor Von Doom. Yes. Mm-hmm. When he looks at you, you want to look away, but you can't. Yeah. And when he makes puns, even stupid puns like you, when you see my face, you will feel doom. You shall see doom. Like you believe that because 
He is doomed. Like, he got his mama's soul back from the devil. When you like, have a character who feels so validated in what he's doing yeah. or what they're doing, is it, 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 it changes your whole idea of what is right and what is wrong. Even though you know what he's doing is wrong, the confidence and the gravitas of the way, with the way yeah. he does it. Is he justified in it? And then you, you know? get this schmuck, this Nip, Nicholas Tuckman from Nip Tuck, who comes in and is like, heh, schmooze, <laughs> schmolder. <laughs> Doom. With the, one of the ones that I chose, Megamind, I don't think it's his fault. Because, yeah, he wants to be like Doom. He wants to be a force to be reckoned with. He was, you know, ostracized as a child. He's doing his best, but society has pushed him to the side. Mm-hmm. That was a Pixar one. No, that was DreamWorks Animation DreamWorks, Studios. Okay. You know what they say? Word. Teamwork makes the dream work not affiliated with DreamWorks, DreamWorks Animation Studios, or any of the Netflix properties. But... Thank you for the transformative uh, vision. I have to. Um... Megamind <laughs> just wants to be revered or at this point in his life feared. But By it's kind of like the way we might go about it, thinking it's better than it is, and then you keep, you know, making blunders, or in your or my opinion, Kels, or situation, we make too many puns yeah. that not everyone's going to get. Exactly. So any monologue you give, any the world is ending because of my decisions is going to be ruined by uh, my wife that I throw in there because everyone's like, oh, no, he just did Borat. Yeah. This dude's not serious. Exactly. And oh, my God, his fly was down. I saw the tip of his dickle. What is <laughs> happening? Do you say dickhole or dickhole? He was just not intimidating to yes. begin with to be <laughs> the type of villain they were trying to say he was. Of course, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where I think he could have been And maybe that's tier. because it's a cartoon, but... But, I mean, we also film, have cartoon villains that, 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 that get close to being... Genuinely terrifying, but also falls short. because yeah, it's when like you, Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo, exactly. Mojo Jojo! Has the capacity, has the brain power to jump in there and really... Re- oh, I don't want to say wreck these girls' shit. Say uh, it, you just I did. did. You did. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. Yes, because they're the Powerpuff <laughs> Girls. And then, like in the movie, you found out like he was actually um, Professor Plutonium's pet. And then he got shunned because the girls came in... Oh shit, just like in Steven Universe with um like Spinel had that syndrome, like, oh you got a new shinier toy. What about me? Mm-hmm. What about me? So you grow that resentment. That's why Mojo Jojo was doing all that monkey shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but let's and, um, Power Girls. Let's look at another Sisters character who feels the same way. A character named Buddy who was trying to be the sidekick of one of the most powerful heroes in his city, Mr. Incredible. Tried oh. to ride alongside, tried to help, tried to make inventions. Yeah. And when he was pushed aside and saw that he didn't care about him, what happened, Kels? He became a villain. He made it his sole purpose to take Syndrome. all yeah. heroes, all capes, yeah. all supers, or whatever how they That's refer to That's more intimidating. Or yeah. I find Ursula more intimidating than Megamite. I Absolutely. mean, oh, she, she took your voice, then she took your legs, then she, well, you know, she okay. does whatever Well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. And we're going to go this the same way we went with Medusa. Ursula did nothing wrong. Nah. Ariel read the contract. Yep, Ariel knew did. the terms and conditions. Yep. She did more than any of us when we go to a website that says accept cookies. But I'm saying Ursula is a pretty, pretty bad villain to have on your side, though. Sure. Okay, okay. And but she came to Ursula. And Ursula and didn't come looking yeah. for nobody. That's absolutely she right. She's in her career making gumbo. She's there chilling with Flotsam and Jetsam. Do chilling, doing her thing. there's seafood in that gumbo? There's absolutely seafood in that gumbo. Kelp. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> Ariel knew what she was getting into. Mm-hmm. Ursula just facilitated it. Really? If someone comes She's to me, powerful, yeah, yeah. If, if someone comes to me and I have something to gain from it, but I didn't seek them out, and I tell them yeah. everything I'm going to do, and they say, "Yeah, you know how bad I'm going to feel." That much. Zero. Yeah. These are your yeah. choices. You want to be a human? You want to be a dope little girl? First, listen right here. Read the fine Did you print. Say, do you want to be a dude, little girl? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Some girls want to be dudes. Some dudes want to be the, girls. To, to it's quote, not for me to judge. No, but to quote the 90s and early 2000s, I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all right. dudes. Hey. We're all dudes. Dude. So what is it about Syndrome that makes it more intimidating and I guess maybe even a little better than some of these blundering villains? For me, it would be the fact that, once again, the most dangerous person on the planet is man itself. You yes. don't need superpowers to be a villain. You just have to have the knowledge. And the drive and the focus to do wherever you want to. So that's the most scariest thing about that. Because you have a world for the supers. You just, he just took him down with no powers and no ability. So why do we need him? I think that feels like that's a running theme through animated films. Like humans are the 
you got Finding Nemo. Humans were kind of your enemy. Like, they were just collecting you up, putting you in an aquarium. And then... That tiny girl was the enemy. Hey. Yeah, I know. Shake it, shake it, shake it. Wake you up, fishy. Yeah, no, no, where's no, no, your no. fucking parent? We're at a dentist. It's her uncle's uh, dental practice. Yeah, they well, dropped put her, her in line. <laughs> put her in line. Am I the only one that, that follows the subplot of these Pixar movies? <laughs> I didn't even know there was subplots. Oh, yeah. Wait, did they actually say that in the movie, or was that, like, in the background? They, they, they did say it in the movie. Word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a running theme that the humans are the enemies. Well, okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it was in Pocahontas. <laughs> Fucking Futurama, <laughs> when they do Scary Door instead of Twilight Zone, yes. there's a man who's like, I've taken all the most dangerous parts of every animal known to man, and we've created the ultimate killing machine. It's it's man. It's, exactly. It's just yeah. man. But just to go back to Finding Nemo, I checked out that movie mentally as soon as Squirt and the Sea Turtles off the screen, because the only what? thing I wanted to see was a spinoff movie with them. I so love I've, that movie. No, you can. I still do. The I'm soundtrack's fantastic. No, it's, it's I'm fine. I'm not arguing against yeah. it. I'm glad you P. enjoyed it. Sherman, 42, Wallaby Way, <laughs> Sydney. Rocco's Mario Life. There it is. All right. That's not really it. That's still Finding Nemo. But, <laughs> so next question to both of you then. What would it take to elevate some of these villains to at least passable level? They, they're, they're obviously sitting here thinking they're doing with, with all that they can do. But what would it take? What would they be able to do to rise up through the ranks? We've seen in Venture Brothers, the Mighty Monarch go from a level 10 arch to a level 1. They redid it with um, weapon, whatever, 11. Yeah. Yes. Deadpool. We got the justice out of it. We got Ryan Reynolds oh, no. as Deadpool. But that's like, we had I, but, the first no, 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 but I'm not talking about Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool yeah. the second time around. I'm saying what would it take for ugly ass, closed mouth, weapon 11? To not have been existed. Not to not have been existed. What would it take to rise that character, raise that character up? I don't know. To maybe, another level? maybe if he was going to be represented as Deadpool, then he cuts his mouth open and then he starts talking. So, or, you in know, a post credit scene of that movie, his mouth is open and he goes, shh. Yeah, towards the end. That's it. That, it does but, not justify it. No, it doesn't. You could have just had him do other things in the movie before they got, before he had to fight Wolverine and, yeah. um, um, Wolverine and Sabretooth on top of the fucking silo and shit. Have him go out there killing people, other mutants, yeah. things like that, show his bass, his badassness, then bring him back in and have them defeat him. Yeah. And then you could be like, oh yeah, he was a real credible threat. I'm glad we came yeah, together and did it. Then you could like, no little sneaky shit at the end, like shh. And my yeah. issue wasn't just that the mouth was closed. I mean, you gave him powers that wasn't even meant for Deadpool. Teleporting <laughs> all of a sudden, now he has. Well, there's the thing though. He could teleport in the comics, but he had a body uh, slide. Yeah, yes. but it wasn't just like an innate ability infused. that yeah. he could just don't do. kill Will. I am to make a point. You know Yo. what I mean? Ah, you literally did. They yeah. really did. He's like, I might be Kurt's dad. Yeah. Oh, my spine. He had the power of Cyclops. I mean, there, it was like all of a sudden you're putting in powers that Deadpool exactly. doesn't have. And no, you no, 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 treat no. him, you basically treat him like a Builder Bear. Yeah. A Builder exactly. Mutie. And then you, you did have. did not just say the M word. Yes, I did. The M word, capital M. But then you also have other mutants already in the world that has the ability to adapt other people's powers. So you didn't have to create, turn Deadpool into basically somebody else. So. That was, like, the main thing. And then you um, have a character, like, for example, like Godar, for example, in the Power Rangers movie. Uh. It was such a travesty that the movie itself was a solid film, one of my favorite movies of that year. But then Godar, one of the most iconic villains in the Power Rangers lore, you literally turned him into a walking pile of gold. Like... No, it's, nobody that's wanted the thing, right? that. They, no one wanted it, but that was also still, and I know it wasn't that long ago, but still in the time of, well, we don't know who's still watching, we don't know how many of the older fans, and if we give them just a nod, even though we've completely bastardized the character. Yeah, because you could, a way that you could have made Godar work, you just had to make him a henchman. You just had to make him another warrior like Rita that was like in suspended animation or some shit. She wakes him up, and then, like, the gold shit encompasses him. Then he grows bigger. Or, once again, she makes him grow, and you fit all the into there. (laughs) (laughs) But you still could have made made him work. Exactly. You didn't have to... You probably didn't have to make him a monkey or anything like that. You could have gave him the wings. You could have given him wings. Yeah, you could have given him wings, and he could at least use the wings. But for them to do it that way, it was just a lazy cop-out. Here's here's a couple characters I'd like to talk about that could have been raised to be better. Or raised up. At least, or have a chance to, and maybe in future movies we'll see it. Any villain that showed showed up in the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, 
Because Poison Ivy, I don't want just to be like, oh, I just attract men. No, you know what? I want the Poison Ivy from the Harley Quinn show. Yes. yes. I want my Poison yeah. Ivy to be a bit but a smile because that girl is poison. She's not That's she's she's not just trying to use her pheromones to attract men. She's saying, you're killing yeah. my earth. This is not your earth. This is my earth. You're killing it. Now I'm going to kill she you. She needs to be like Rachel Lee Cook. She needs to be like, oh, sure. frumpy. No, Mr. Freeze in, that, in, in those movies? Didn't we already establish that I was going to be her? You her are, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mr. Freeze <laughs> Mr. Freeze could have been a little bit more set on not having goofy-ass henchmen yeah. who were basically... Are you trying to say I could have been a little more chilling? They did take from the more comedic <laughs> side of... I'm not saying that he could have been more chilling. But I'm just saying, maybe he shouldn't have had the Mighty Ducks be his henchmen. I'm just saying, it sounds like you have an iceberg chip on your shoulder. It's like there's an icebox where your heart used to be. I was just saying the chopper. You guys do this at dinner parties? We yes. do this wherever we go. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the bigger blunders you've seen in these movies where these villains had a chance to be villains? Or sometimes, mm. in the case I'm about to bring up, where they shouldn't have been the villain in the first place. Mm. Because... I, okay, so I, I, as our listeners know, and as you both know, I grew up religious. And one of the sci-fi quote-unquote books we were, we were supposed to read was Left Behind by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And that's where the rapture happens, all the good people get taken up to heaven, and everyone else has to fend for themselves. But in this most recent incarnation, there was no Antichrist introduced. There wasn't a character who was supposed to be the innate, established bad guy. Mm-hmm. So the bad guy ended up being God, which I'm all for. Yeah. But if that's supposed to be your hero at the end. And then it somehow became your villain. How right. the fuck did that happen? How did yeah. you do that? How did you make a whole movie where it's like God did this and you're like, yeah. oh, but instead of being like, well, God has a plan, you go, God did this. Yeah. Why did God do this? So, and the thing is, like, I've read parts of those series. Like, I had a friend that, like, had me read that because, like, everybody knows. For a while, my mom was Jehovah's Witness when she came to the States and mm-hmm. got out of that and stopped drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, but, yeah, I, I have to say, like, reading those books, it just, I don't know. I didn't get to that point where it's like I realized that God was the villain towards the end. No, in the books, he was the hero. Yeah. But in the movie, in yeah. the first movie of, of the, the reboot, because there was the Kirk Cameron ones... They, they forgot to bring in characters. They forgot to bring in the bad guy. Yeah. So the natural conclusion is the creator of the universe in this movie is also the architect of your destruction. Yeah. Isn't that kind of like, mm, what's more ironic that <laughs> that naturally? Is it like rain on your wedding day? Dogma? Yes. I mean, no, like, no, it's not I mean, like, <laughs> not, you, you're talking about something being natural, but if you're talking about, you know, God and religion, that's very unnatural in a sense because... If God is the guy you say he was, he has to be the villain and the hero regardless, because somebody's always going to look at him, yeah, look at it to or blame whatever. And yeah, exactly. And from. Exactly. So, is there a villain? If life just has to happen, just like the real Galactus in the Marvel universe, he's a constant. You can have life without the death, and vice versa. Sure, but here's so, the thing about this series: yeah. there is a villain in yeah. the series who comes and is very charming. You know, unites the world because. A united world is a Christian's most, uh, it's their natural enemy. Mm -hmm. And the Antichrist unites everyone and says, hey, let's work together to rebuild everything. But then the Christians are like, wait, 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 wait. He's only doing this because he he wants us under his control. And it becomes this whole thing where it was the devil incarnate as a person. But what they fucking missed in this movie was introducing that evil. Having the main character see the evil and be like, oh, he's not a good guy. Instead, you take a character who is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and say, oh, well, he did this and he ruined the world. Mm. No, the the climactic scene, which in the first movie, the original one, was where Buck uh, does see the Antichrist at the UN meeting and sees him for who he truly is. Mm -hmm. His name is Buck. His name's Buck. Buck Cameron, I want to (laughs) say. But, um... Kurt Cameron's character. Yeah. Or but it, 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 it was Buck something stupid. No. But anyway, in the first movie, Kirk Cameron's character sees the Antichrist and says, "Holy shit, this is not a good guy." It's like realizing Homelander isn't a hero. Yeah. And, oh yeah, like in the plane. Exactly. But instead, <laughs> the climactic scene in the Nicolas Cage reboot with oh Chad Michael Murray was Buck. What? Oh. Lucas Scott was in that shit. Now yes, I gotta watch it. 
The climactic scene was them landing the plane, even though everything was chaos and everyone had just disappeared. Yeah. And by the end of it, they're like, God did this. How are you going to go forward with a movie that is seven books long and yeah. have your first movie say, well, the God we're supposed to trust at the end, like one who's going to save us, What's did this really and he does. fucked us. Yeah. I don't know. What about what about y'all? Who where where are some blunders you see with the villains in your uh, your your picks? I see blunder with um, Spider Man three with Venom. Topher Grace should have never been cast as Venom whatsoever. I mean you, and it's not only because you see him as that seventies kid or Eric the seventies shows yeah Eric Foreman. You just don't see him as the villain that one. The symbiote is like, oh, I'm going to attach to him, and I have something to feed off of him to make me also, you know, thrive as a villain. Right, right, There's right. nothing in him, and, like, his voice in it, everything was just so... I mean, it wasn't as bad as emo Spider-Man. Oh, my God. Jazz but, hands, Peter <laughs> yes. Parker, slapping yeah. Mary Jane. Wait, wait, but don't you mean Peter Darker? Uh, I call him... I, I, <laughs> I call him Slappy McParker because when he got in there <laughs> and hit Mary Jane, everyone in the theater went, oh, no. And Pam Particles ah. took over. But um, yeah. what I want to say about a little thing about the Venom thing, like the reason why they did cast Topher Grace was because originally he was up for the role as Spider-Man as well. Yes, so he they, was. So with that being said, they was trying to go off that dynamic of him being like the actual darker version of of Peter Parker, like, physically and being meta with that. But that's not hold on, what hold on. Venom and Would you say that he's to? Peter Parker, but a little darker? Yeah, I would. I, I just said that earlier. I, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, but I purposely know not when to go into my whole uh, But we know that Venom has always attracted himself to somebody more darker, more... Yes, yeah. but, like, with well, Eddie... Well, 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 except for the first time. Yeah, because with Eddie... Uh, yeah. See, you said first time, and then my brain went back because Marvel keeps retconning who had yeah. a symbiote first, but what... Eddie Brock, he also had that hatred for Peter Parker in the comic book. So they tried to play with that in the movie. Like, oh, he took my girl. I'm upset. And I'm whining and squirmy, squirmy and also making him like the asshole version of Peter Parker. So aesthetically, I understand what you're saying 1,000%. And also, yeah, that is what was one of Venom's shortcomings in that as well. Like we mentioned before, it's also because the director didn't want to fucking put him in the movie. So now yeah. you're getting these people tell you, Push, push, push. He's like, all right, fine. Look, yep, yep, yep. Take it. Yeah. Whatever. So I get that, but it's like, <laughs> even when the times when he was supposed to have like his comedic, I don't know, moments where he's talking to Peter Parker or Spider Man, and it just did not deliver. Yeah. Like, none of it delivered. It was this awkward, and you still reference it to Eric Foreman trying to be Venom, mm -hmm. be intimidating. It just does not work. And it was rushed. Yeah, it was, it was Venom very needs rushed. to be the the main villain in his own movie. Exactly. More or less. You can have a secondary villain in it, but Venom needs to be that, and it main needs focus. to be drawn out. Yes. Yeah, the main focus, exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of shortcomings for a, a villain, like I mentioned Mystique earlier, so I had no issue with Rebecca Romaine. Stamos at the time, now she's just Rebecca Romaine. As Mystique. Wait, are you talking about Uncle Jesse's girl? Yes, I wish I had Jesse's girl. <laughs> yes, especially if you could turn it into any bitch. But um, that's neither here nor there. But she was okay. I liked her in the first ones. Like, she was silent. She was deadly. She was blue as fuck. She looked the part outside. Of, that's what they always get with Mystique. At least they get the blue right. Yeah, like outside the costume. <laughs> even though she wore a costume, like they yeah. didn't have to make her butt ass naked. She didn't have a costume in the comic books. So, Which the, uh, the Jennifer Lawrence uh, character did wear at the very end of, uh, what was it, Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, they all, had, they all had their original costumes there. More or less. And then, like, they, some, and then they didn't ever. Yeah, again. something along the lines or something from the comic book. But, like, she was cool in the first trilogy, but then they revamped it and got Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I don't blame Jennifer Lawrence for becoming a star, but it's that shit with Hollywood. Once a, a celebrity becomes a star... They get more say-so and shit, and they bump up their characters, even though the characters will be a background. So Mystique went from a straight-up villain to a fucking X-Man who made mutants want to be proud to be mutants and was the face of Mutadom. 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 We'll go with it. You know what? Yeah, man. Mutant Yes, the face for mutant kind to be mutant and proud. And it's like, she's a bad... God, she's a villain. Ah, but just she's because not, you are a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy. Exactly, Zangief. And the thing, too, is like you had Magneto 
for that role to be mutant and proud. People should have been wearing M helmets and shit, magneto patches in that universe. Or, like I said, a X-Man. You can even have Thunderbird in it die sacrificing himself because he's proud. You could do the whole thing, but no, it's Mystique. Why? Hollywood and politics. And then she had the audacity to say, oh, maybe we should be called X-Women since we've been saving all the mans. Blur, blur, blur. Like, no, we don't need all that. That's why your ass died in Dark Phoenix. For all of our friends here who listen, and uh, people who have listened to the show before, write letters to Kelsey about this because he won't ever seem to get over it. I haven't opened mail since um, Anthrax, so write all you want. <laughs> Dan Rather's looking bitch over here. Hey, yo, I'm old. He's like, I don't even open my fucking bills. For real. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what needs to be paid. Bills don't exist. Contracts <laughs> of the man. Government. Because when you die, you can't take that shit with you. No, it goes on to your next of kin. Yeah. And if you don't have any kin, then it goes to nobody. Uh, everyone's got some kin. To your grandma. It's in the air. <clears throat> but yeah, that's one of my biggest problem with the newer X-Men movies and that character Mystique itself because it's like, yo, you're a bad guy. Do villainous shit. Don't, because Jennifer Lawrence Lawrence is a fucking superstar, don't try to turn a whole character into something that she was n- not remotely in the comic books. Yes, she's been a part of the X-Men team, yeah. but it was for nefarious uh, means and it was also to keep eye on Rogue because that was her daughter. But guess what you don't have in those movies? Rogue and Mystique's relationship. You don't have Mystique being Nightcrawler's mother acknowledged in the fucking movies. The Victor Creed connection is so much shit that a character is about. They just, that it I don't think they the knew. Movie. Yeah, and, and they didn't even all. know how to incorporate all of that. They just focused on her star power of it. And so, yeah. See, I they didn't. Agree. Yeah. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but, yeah. I just, I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, they could have incorporated if they wanted to. They just chose not to. They chose to go a different route. And that's one of the downfalls of the S-Men um, fucking films. Yeah. Wow. That was, that was, that was, that was quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all about representing bad bitches. Mystique definitely had that bop. Yeah. That's a blue ass pussy. So so here here's another one that I want to talk about, and this is a bit controversial. My fault, BAP. <laughs> that was the past talking. Blue ribbon. It's a blue thing. Wasn't BAPS like the movie with uh Harley? Holly Berry? Yeah, Holly Berry, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> so who I want to talk about, and this is a bit controversial because the camp is split, whether they like the movies or they don't. But Snoke was one of the most underwhelming bad guys I've seen in a long time. Because instead of a master plan, all that was thrown away because of the uh, miscommunication between directors and writers of movies, and you had the potential to make something good, and instead you have a forgettable character who's killed far too easily, and then finding out that he's just another Palpatine clone? Mm. Why do I care? Why would I care? Why do you care? When you have this person who could have been, with their own agency... Going out there and manipulating the Force because of what they've seen and what they lived through. Mm-hmm. Imagining it's a character who was around during the same time as Luke and Leia and Han in their original adventure. Mm-hmm. But instead, reducing it to a clone takes away any agency yeah. and makes it a forgettable character that why would I ever care about? Yeah. But What's they do that with a lot of their villains. So like, right. That has like, huge potential. Was Kylo supposed to be the villain in all these movies too? Like... That's the thing, the, right? If, or was it General Hux? If Palpatine was in the villain, it was yeah. like they. And I get that they're trying to make it more personable, or they're trying to bring a backstory into Kylo. But it ended up being like the downfall that they did with Anakin. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah, with his transition, it was the same weakness. That well, they he became gave a woman. Well, here's. <laughs> well, and, oh, I mean, you mean when he became a Force ghost? That's transition. All right. right but <laughs> but 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 like we talked about, uh, maybe even over a. <laughs> but like we talked about a while back. Anakin in that third movie, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, that third. Okay. There, it's like they they had it set for another movie that could have talked about his dive into darkness, but instead the writers and George Lucas were like, "Oh, wait a second, we have to wrap this up. We're halfway through the movie." Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Mm, he does this. He does this. He does this. Also, referencing a meme here. She she holds the sword from that one guy, the little dagger, and says, oh, there's been so much hate here and so much destruction. While she's killing the young, she's holding the youngling killer 9000 yeah. that Anakin had when he sliced all them little babies' heads off. Yeah. Oh, that was the one. Yeah. But she's like, oh, that's yeah. fine. It's okay. Yeah. He's no bae. We all make exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> Not for Kylo Ren. He killed his daddy. Ah, In Kylo. front of his godfather. <laughs> Uncle Chewie. So... <laughs> With these characters, since we're coming here to the end, we've got about just a little bit longer. What would you do differently if you found yourself in a lower tier villain position? Like if I was the plants? If you were the plants. Or let's just say 
you're not taken seriously in the villain community. Yeah. What, what, what would you do to elevate yourself? Well, if I was a plant, I'd just take out the entire human race. And I wouldn't have just laid back after a while and be like, okay, we got it where we need it well, to be. That's the thing, though, right? Because we've seen the elevation of villains who were nothing yeah. to anyone, i.e. Arcade from the X-Men series, yeah. eventually coming and stealing mm. all these young Avengers and X-Men. Uh, Avengers and Arena. Avengers Arena, making them kill yeah. each other to survive. But that's if, the plants, are, if the plants are supposed to be the villain and their only thing is like, we're going to survive and we're going to do this, if, if that's their goal, I don't know what the fucking goal was in M. Night Shyamalan's movie. No one knows what any but of his movies like, what the goal is. Then just wipe out the entire human race all at once, no matter what it is, because Which, plants, you know, you also go into the water and all of that. Like, wipe we, them all out and then you're like, like, and now we're back to the planet of the earth? Like, just mm-hmm. no because humans. The point of that movie was respect the green. Because just like with mm-hmm. Swamp Thing, he told Aquaman, Aquaman's like, oh, I'm the king of the seven seas and Thank this is the dirt. And guess what happened? Swamp <laughs> Thing was like, bitch, where you think life started from? Bottom of the ocean. Guess what was living on there before mermaid? Plankton. Nigga, I'm in the water too. I run all this shit. Respect that. All the things people need to do, respect the planet. Be kind to plants before they somehow evolve to a place where they could kill us at any point in time. And stay uncanny, y'all. Exactly. No, we ain't got to that part yet. <laughs> you want to speak my words? You do. What about you, Kels? What would you do? Kill the president? Like, that's how you get respect as a villain in any situation. Like, what? What? Okay, yeah. okay, okay, but let's say. Is what, it just one, what, though, or all leaders? I think you'd have no, to. No, no, America. Are you taking over the world or America? No, no, the world starts here first. <laughs> the world starts at home. Exactly. Like, no, like, for example. Oh, I'm so egotistical. Only America matters until No, then. America matters first and foremost. <laughs> Ew, called, that's true. It's no, called being a patriot. Yes, America. And just no. like a former patriot right now, I'm going to be a buccaneer. <laughs> and talk about how Mystique should have just killed the president or took his position like they did in really the original S-Man trilogy. That way they could start implementing plans to get mutants protected at the government level because we know right now the only vote that really yeah. matters is the one on that local government. But if you can't get people like you with the ideas in the positions, then that shit's never going to change okay. anytime soon. With so that, you got to play the smart game. But with that, we yes. saw Days of Future Past where Mystique was going to take out leaders, yeah. was going to kill everyone. Uh-huh. And of course, being the X-Men, they're going to come back and try and stop that. Yes. So how do you avert that? How do you navigate the circumnavigate the, the fucking X-Men and the Brotherhood now working together in tandem to stop you? Okay, so... If you, are you referring to me as Mystique about yeah, to do that yeah, shit? Well, yeah. if you told me why this happened, then I was like, oh, word. Now let's figure out a way to we both could come together and get the same result without me by myself going rogue and killing. We could easily mind manipulate people and just do it that way because like the government's been mind manipulating <coughs> us for generations. Mind manipulation. Yes, just like Slave, by the way, they program us to think about one another. You know, this ain't that podcast, but right now, it's all subliminal. It's all right here in the psyche. So if you could defeat them at their own game without them even knowing what cards they're playing, shit, you, you the house. That house always wins. House always wins. Um, shout out to Hugh Lori. Lori, right? Hugh Lori? Hugh Lori, yeah. That's yeah. my dog. Dr. House. Dr. Yes. House. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> uh, for me, <laughs> and I'm going to keep going back to the left behind one. But if I'm a, if I'm God, right? If I'm if I'm able to, if you're her, uh, if she is you. Shehova. Yes. <laughs> Wait, did they have her daughter in there? Jesus. Praise Shehova. Mm, let her light shine on you, especially when you're down in the valley and you can't see because it's dark. When they get naked, go ahead. My migraine from last week just let up yesterday. Migraine, your game. If, if I were God in this movie, was God down in the valley? I'm going to fucking throw something. <laughs> what if God was table. one of us? Then mm, okay, the quote friend of mine. Quote friend of mine. I think I've done this on the show before. If God was one of us, he'd be the guy that shot up the movie. He'd theater. be the stranger on the bus. Mm. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> If I was God and left behind movies, and I'm able to rapture my people, I'm able to make sure all these signs and wonders happen, why wouldn't you just be like, bad guy, this this guy, bad guy, bad guy, look at yeah. him, bad guy. You, you have to but earn it. God It'd be, be too a easy. snitch. Yes. You, you don't think the Christian God is a snitch? No. He had a burning bush through his talking. No, he was him. His bush was my on fault. fire. A burning bush. <laughs> the bitches didn't get burnt to in the medieval like time so period. I was so offended for a second. 
Shout out to Joan of Arc and all the witches. So I would have outed the bad guy or at least introduced him in a way where, like, you know, maybe you get like 12 people and you go, hey, you know, you know, you know, and you know, and put them in different countries so that way it's not just centralized in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so much real estate to handle. <laughs> so. Yo. It's the Windy City. For a I, I, I hate ever talking about God around you guys. <laughs> It's but you do it, like, all the time? We're um, at the end of the show now. Here oh, we are. just like, what now we're being raptured. Now we're about to be left behind. Just as strange. Because God is strange to those that don't see her worth. Mm. It's okay, Dan. I'll stop. I hate, I didn't I hate everything. <laughs> about you, but why do I? <laughs> Like she does. We're, we're here at the end of the show, folks. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Michelle, no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Michelle, where can the people find you? What recommendation do you have for bad villain movies? Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm Emily Gideon on Instagram or uh, Michelle Gideon on Facebook. Um, otherwise, find me on with the guys on the podcast. Um, I don't know. Is there a plug-in? I don't know. If you ride the bus, just know. Don't be mean to the person next to you. You oh let God. people sit next to you on the bus. <laughs> because God is one of Well, us. that lets me know you haven't rode the bus in a long time. There's there social is. distancing on the buses now. They have yeah, wave signs. No, I shit. have a car. Word. Oh, victim. <laughs> victim. Vehicle shaming niggas. All right. <laughs> cool bees. Capacho. Despacho. What about you, Kelsey? Okay, Greta. People find I'm you? not against you riding the bus. Hey, yo. I got to do my thing for G. <laughs> the spirit of Earth. Um, <laughs> you can find me, Kels for Show, Instagram, Snapchat, Kelsey DeAndre, Facebook, by Copy Playing, changing it to Kels for Show, you know, to get on brand and everything. It's all about that synergy. But as uh, far as bad villains, I would like to suggest um, Transformers Beast Wars, because one of my favorite bad villains is that nigga Waspinator. He was a running gag of a um, Decepticon that always was bumbling. He was like the buffoon one. And he also blew up every fucking episode, more or less. And it was just fucking hilarious. And also Hobo with a shotgun, because it has some of the most overtop villainy I've seen. And a bunch of kids get burped in the bus. So, yeah, so that's always... Cool. Bus is the running theme. <laughs> yes. Well, it doesn't really run so much as you got to wait for it. You know, it might Word. Uh, for me, it, you know, you can find me online, Daniel Rojas on Facebook, Blue Morpho on Instagram, one word where the O's are zeros. Not a lot of pictures I post on there except for me in a towel, mostly semi-nude, how you doing? And pictures of my cat Murphy, not a euphemism, an actual cat. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Escaping Podcast. Make sure you, you know, like and subscribe, I guess, and let us know in the comments who you think the worst villain is. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you, uh, what shade you need to throw. Today we are going to leave, oh, wait, my plug, my plug. I'd like to plug the Venture Brothers, as always. If you want villains that aren't good at what they do, watch the Venture Brothers. There's a character called Brick Frog. He's dressed like a frog and he throws bricks. That's a bad guy. That's a level two arch. <laughs> Yo, and uh, I want to suggest a comic book for anybody out there. It was the Spider-Man Superior Foes. Mm -hmm. Superior, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Yes, I never read it, but I heard great things about oh, it. Oh, it was and the fantastic. Was it's the, all the villains <laughs> that are considered jokes, and then they finally team up and are like, wait a second, what if we work together? Exactly, just in like an old man. No logo. longer jokes. No longer jokes. Mm -hmm. We are the punchline. Just because you have a posse doesn't make you not a joke. Uh, but unless you start to work in tandem and realize what you can start to do. <laughs> Today, monkeys singular or weak. Monkeys together strong. Eight. Oh boy. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Today we are leaving you with That's Me by TMC. It's the third song we've done in a row by TMC. Make sure you check them out. We want to show them a bunch of love. Uh, really good music. I've been enjoying it every week that we have on. Ditto. Check them out. They're on Facebook. TMC exclamation point. Um, yeah. If you or anyone else you know would like to have your music featured on the show, email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. I love you guys. I can't wait to put my clothes back on because I'm starting to stick to this chair. We'll see you next time. And remember, there can only be one chum bucket. And if you ever feel like you can't break out of your own origin, become an escapee. Stay uncanny, y'all. We here for you. That's me, that's me again, motherfucker, that's me. Yeah.
I used to think that I could rule the world till the world kicked my ass, took some L's, now I keep it L twirl. I used to think I had a purpose, now I take orders from a jerk. Wondering what my worth is, go home, put my anguish in these verses. Confess my sins inside a booth, but I don't step inside the churches. I used to think there was a God watching over me. Now I know that every person on this earth alone is me. What was me? I ain't got time for all that sorry ass sobbing. Keep it mobbing, cause I know defeat. And honestly, defeat is my best friend. He showed me how to smile as I bleed. Be the best man you could be under the circumstances given. Make the most out this life that you're living. But I can't lie. Sometimes I be walking around, living, play it cool. But inside, I'm bugging and tripping. That's me. I lose my ass and bounce back. That's me. I keep pushing the fall flat, that's me I can't give a fuck if you like it or not A real hustler can't be stopped, then that's me I lose my ass and bounce back, that's me I keep pushing the fall flat, that's me I can't give a fuck if you like it or not A real hustler can't be stopped, then that's me uh. So fuck what you heard Always popping off, that's why I don't fuck with you herbs After I had enough, I kick your shit to the curb I'd rather smoke one deep and bump beats with the birds You feel me? Me and all my affiliates know the dilly Puffin' silly cigarettes, my style is Big Willie They can't beat me so they all wanna kill me An American mentality we all hold dearly It's capitalism, boy we the greatest if you ain't got it, go out and take it If you an honest man, you probably not gonna make it Cause the snakes run the game, you should ask them where they legs went Lucy work around the clock, and she not gonna stop Till you drop dead, resting in the box I don't sweat it, I get high like a pop fly Trying to understand, trying to see the world through God's eyes I lose my ass and bounce back, that's me I keep pushing the fall flat, that's me I can't give a fuck if you like it or not A real hustler can't be stopped, then that's me I lose my ass and bounce back, that's me I keep pushing the fall flat, that's me I can't give a fuck if you like it or not A real hustler can't be stopped, then that's me